Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Monday, the 15th. Action Sports Jacks OT or overtime. Brian Middleton is in the building. I've been in the building since like one. But now I get to talk on the mic the whole time. I have some disrespectful things to say to the Florida Gators. We'll do that later. Got some interesting things to say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll do that in a second. Start with this, Brian Middleton. Did you watch the Adele one night only on CBS last night? So, not in real time. Uh, but because for the station that we work for over in TV, they milked it on the morning show locally and on the national. Wait, was she on? Well, no, but the clips and then her interview with Oprah. So, you know, I feel like I saw every last minute of Adele. Every last minute. But you didn't, actually. I didn't see it in real time. No, I was too busy uh, sleeping. Well, you missed out. But did I, though? No, you did. Mm, Okay. Adele Adele is pretty incredible, Um, and you missed it. It was on CBS. It was one night only, so that's it. You missed out on Adele. Was she singing songs that only played that one night only? Can I stream it? Well, she sang a couple of new songs that haven't came out yet. Gotcha. So, no. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, then, since you seem to be an Adele fan, yeah. uh, you know, what do you give it? The performance and show as a whole? 10. Out of 10. There you go. Good work right there. I didn't see you. I didn't see you as an Adele fan, Casey Kurtz. You have layers. People don't understand. Not only are you a company man. Yeah. Not only are you ride or die for ESPN 690 and Cox Media. Yep. But you have layers. Such an eclectic taste when it comes to the arts, music, mm-hmm. theater. We were talking about Harry Potter. You were talking yeah. about the aesthetics of how it's shot. Man, you are an impressive yeah. guy, man. I'm deep. I'm deep, and people don't realize how deep I am. Remember when we watched uh, Meghan and Harry the interview? You mean that row session that we were doing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. I, I'm deep. But the point of the story is uh, Adele One Night Only was great, and we'll move past it, although I can't stop talking about it to Amanda, and she is sick of me talking about it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we will spend a little bit of time here on the Jags because um, you, you understand what happened. But I just want to give a little more of my thoughts on the wide receivers on this team. Uh, Brian, and I'm going to bring you in here, LaVisca Chenault is no good. Whoa. It's, it's just not, like, I don't understand it. Um, Amanda is listening. Got that text. She's sick of me talking about Adele. Um, it, it just, it's, it's just not it. Like, I don't understand it, really. Um, I don't know if them trying to make him a gadget guy ruined the development. I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if he was just... It was just a bad pick at the time because you could have had guys like Chase Claypool who, do not get me wrong, Chase Claypool is not great. He is not anything, like, special, in my opinion. But he's definitely better than LaVisca Chenault, and that's what we figured out. I'm I'm good on LaVisca. Um, there's, there's nobody else to play, so you kind of have to and hope he gets better. I'm good on that front. Marvin Jones, I think, and I said this a little earlier, Marvin Jones is a two that now has to be a one. And I think he lost something that he had in Detroit because he had Matt Stafford. And I think we're putting way too much pressure on Jamal Agnew. Signed the dude to be a special teams guy. 
wasn't even running routes in week one, or very many of them. And now he's the only guy Trevor trusts, or did. Now he doesn't because he's had some drops. So we go from a guy that was playing cornerback two years ago to being your number one go-to guy. Are you kidding? Like, is this some kind of sick joke? You drafted LaVisca in the second round last year, and you can't even count on him to catch the football. Marvin Jones is is being covered well by other teams' number one corners. That's fair. I'm not giving up on Marvin Jones, by the way. I think he could fit, but he's not number one receiver. And that's just what that is. My problem, my problem here is with Lavisca Chenault. What do you got? Well, I, I was first going to say that Lavisca's five total touches, twenty-one yards. I'm total. Yeah, I mean, Six I'm good. Six yards rushing, fifteen yards uh, receiving. So, you know, that, that goes to your point right there. Listen, injuries, every team deals with them. So what does every player say on every team? Next man up. And that's what you're seeing right now, uh, especially I, I think when we start talking about the rushing game. Even though James Robinson, he just came back. But we were talking off air with uh, uh, ETN. Mm-hmm. And then also here with, uh, with Chark, um, you know, being out, it does throw – things out of whack so it's going to be a bit of an issue when you don't have that kind of depth or you don't have the adjustments that can be made either from your coaching staff and or your players uh it's it seems like they're still trying to figure it out the good news is, is this with all that being said two minutes left to go the Jags had a chance to win this game it's incredible it doesn't even make sense really um yeah, I mean, I, I I, don't know. You said something interesting off the air before we were getting started here, and you started the sentence with, if I was a Jags fan, because for the people that don't know, uh, Carolina Panthers fan. By the way, real quick, Cam Newton, how you feeling? We'll talk about that later. Sounds good. Uh, so you said, if I were a Jags fan, talking about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would be encouraged. Uh, and listen, you don't want to hear it, and I get it. As a South Carolina Gamecock fan, I get it. I understand when people say, hey, we're building, we got the players in, you know, we, just, we got to compete. I hate the word compete at this point, right? And I understand as a Jags fan, if you are frustrated and yesterday almost drove you off of the edge, drove you off of the Dames point because you're like, this team cannot get it together, at least offensively. Uh, but here's the deal. Trevor Lawrence, I promise, he doesn't look nearly as bad and you take a macro view as opposed to, you know, this two-game performance or even the first couple of games of the season. As a whole body of work, Trevor has improved for more weeks than he hasn't. He's looked good for more more weeks than he has not. And I think that this is a part of the growing pains as a rookie QB, number one or not. I mean, you think back to some of the greats overall who were picked high in the first round. Of course, I'm going to go back to Peyton Manning. Probably not a fair comparison right now. But go back and look at his rookie season. Go back and look at the record that, sh- that year. And then get back in contact with me and tell me, uh, you know, so should the Colts have gotten off of him with the amount of interceptions that he was throwing. So I would be encouraged if I, w- if I were a Jags fan. And I am encouraged even as an observer. I mean, if the Jags do well... ESPN 690 does well, so yeah. I want them to do well. You're right. Um, yeah, Peyton Manning won once, right? That's what you're going to tell me. They were 1-15. in 15. They weren't good. Yeah. He but, threw to everybody but his receivers. 
Yeah, but his receivers were Marvin Harrison and the boys, right? Uh, that year, I believe so. I, I, gotta, I would have to look it up, but I think that Marvin Harrison either came right before or he was, like, right after. Either way, the point of the story is I agree with you and that Twitter is a wild place, and that's where everybody gets to share their opinion, which, by the way, I'm a big opinion guy. I like them. I think you should be able to share them. That's why I like Twitter. Twitter is an incredible space to be able to do that. But just because you share your opinion doesn't mean it's not stupid. And it can, and you can say whatever you want. Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback of the Jags. He's going to be for a long time, and he's going to be fine. But one opinion that is not really controversial in any way is these wide receivers are not good. Dan Arnold, against all odds, as Brent and Austin talked about today from 3 to 6, and they will do the rest of the week from 3 to 6. Dan Arnold, if we would have saw Dan Arnold in Publix... Week one, first of all, he would have been in Carolina. But <laughs> if you would have saw him in Publix, you wouldn't have even thought anything of it. He's now the like the number one go-to option on the Jags. He is. What in the world is that? Yeah, these receivers are it's in shambles. And I'm telling you, I do believe in Marvin Jones, but he's not a one. I don't believe in LaVisca Chenault. He needs to... I mean, I, I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm just happen to be saying it in front of a microphone. He needs to prove a lot to a lot of people, not just me, but, I, you know, me too, uh, before the end of the season, and then we can figure out what we have and go from there. But you got a wide receiver problem in Jacksonville. Uh, I, I guess you don't have a tight end problem, and I don't think you have a quarterback problem long term. I have a problem, though, that I'm going to have to get off my chest. I'm going to have to do that after the break. Also, Brian's got some things to ask me. Don't know where this is going to go, but one thing I do know, and this is the tease. I don't know why I said it, but this is the tease. There are media members in Jacksonville that are unaware which side of the ball some players play. Hmm. Does that I'm intrigued. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. And if you are intrigued and you're not Brian, stay through the break. We'll be right back here on ESPN 690, and I will tell you what the heck is going on. ESPN 690. We call it Action Sports Jacks Overtime. That's because from 3 to 6, you listen to Action Sports Jacks. That would be with uh, one Brent Martineau, who is just driving around Jacksonville recklessly. And not speed limit or, like, changing lane-wise. He doesn't have a case on his new phone. That's reckless. And uh, he talks with Austin Lane from 3 to 6. Austin Lane, you hear him here. You hear him other places. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not 100% sure what time his morning show starts, so I can't really pump it. But it's on WAPE, and it, it, it appears to be pretty popular. I think people listen, so that's good. Uh, but they are here from 3 to 6, and they talk the sports. We talk the sports on overtime from 6 to 6.30 on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Brent, by the way, on the way to Jags Report Live. That's going to come up in about 45 minutes on Fox 30. He'll be with James Robinson. Asking him the tough, hard-hitting questions, I hope. My voice does not match my face, they say on the stream. That's interesting. You know, that's funny. How do you feel, how do you feel about that? Pre appreciate you listening, by the way. Um, Whoa. How, how, do you agree with that? Because I actually do agree with that. With that? That my voice doesn't match my face. Your voice matches uh, no facial hair, Casey. 
It's a good call. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really Once good call. Once I saw that, I was like, ah, make okay, all right, I got you. He's pump faking out here. So if you can catch a younger Casey with no facial hair, it matches. It's a good call. No facial hair Casey was a problem, just like in general. Not a problem like child, just just it wasn't a good look. Anyway, um, Brian, I told you I had something on my mind. Yeah, you know, uh, why don't you share what's on your mind? Yeah, so here's the situation. Florida Gators gave up 50-some points to Sanford. They looked like they were going to lose the game in the first half, right? Okay. And here's, here's my problem with it. First of all, Dan Mullen, you got a problem. I think you know that. And you fired your defensive coordinator, and that was probably the right move. However, you then give up 52 points to Sanford, who at the time was 3-6 and six against FCS schools. So that's interesting. I'm not even going to talk about the defense. I'm not even really going to talk about the offense. The pl- Look, at the end of the day, he's not a good recruiter. We know this. His players are finally playing, and that's not working out. So one of two things is going to have to change. One, you're going to have to get new players, or two, you're going to have to get a new coach. I don't know which one it is. Hopefully players, because I don't hate Dan Mullen as a fan, but this is a problem. But here's my main problem. Anthony Richardson, they call him AR-15. You ever heard of him? Yeah. What position does he play? Quarterback. Does he now? Because I think he does. I mean, that's... But guess what? You scroll on Twitter on Saturday. Okay. There's blue check marks saying, why is Anthony Richardson on the bench? Multiple people in the media are saying, what, I mean, like they're saying Anthony Richardson's on the bench. AR-15's not in. Wow. Emory Jones was 28 for 34 for 464 and 6. He ran for 86 in another one. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I don't understand what is wrong with people. Like, Brent Martineau is a big Anthony Richardson believer, but he wasn't tweeting out why is he on the bench. Because, guess what? He doesn't play cornerback. He doesn't rush the passer. He doesn't do that. So, guess what? He wasn't going to help you while your team was giving up 21 in the first two quarters each. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Emory Jones, like I just said, was matching Sanford. It's a horrible sentence. It's, It's awful. Blow for blow. Meanwhile, why isn't Anthony Richardson in? Give me a break, dude. Like, I get you want the transfer portal is a problem, and I get that, but look, it doesn't matter if he plays in the game and they they lose to Sanford, he's transferring anyway. Why wouldn't you? If you lose to Sanford, just go. Um, I get that you want to keep him in Florida. That's fine. But give me a break. Emory Jones, I only think, had one incompletion through the first half. Where's Anthony Richardson? He's on the bench. Now, there's an argument to be made for Dan Mullen. And I don't get this. And we did a three-and-a-half-hour show before Florida, Georgia, right here on ESPN 690. We call it ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House. You can find Brent Martineau down there as well Sunday morning before the Jags game. We'll do that one for two hours. But I said there is no reason to believe that Dan Mullen should play Anthony Richardson against Georgia. Why? Because they're the best defense, like, in college football recent memory. What does Dan Mullen do? He throws him out there, and he looks absolutely horrible, as everybody has against Georgia. Didn't really know what he was doing. He put in Emory Jones. Emory Jones didn't know what he was doing. That's a collective theme against Georgia. Why? 
Like, I understand this guy has made some electric plays since he's been in. They were against FSU and FAU. I mean, come on now. Emory Jones waited his turn, and he hasn't been horrible. Yeah, they've been losing games, but hey, Emory Jones just let his team to score 70 points. I know it's against Sanford, but they put up 52. So I'm so sick of the Anthony Richardson, we need him in like he's going to save everything. Unless he's going to be a cornerback? Unless he's been practicing to play both ways and maybe that's what everybody was mad at? Like, why isn't he on the field on the defensive side of the ball? But I don't think that's what it was. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. Emory Jones is fine. This team is no good. They can't play defense. They're going to lose to Florida State. I've said it like five times. You can book it now. I don't care what the line is. They're going to lose the game. Jermaine Johnson's going to be a problem. They're not going to stop Jordan Travis. And it's going to be embarrassing in the swamp when Florida State beats him by two scores. Just jumping off of the cliff right now, aren't you? No, it's ridiculous. These dudes can't play defense. And But, hey, Anthony Richards is on the bench. Did you know? No, maybe be mad about that they can't play defense and it hasn't been coached well. And your defensive coordinator that you stood by for years obviously wasn't the guy. You waited too long to fire him. Then you fire him, and it turns out, hey, maybe we just didn't recruit the right players. So... There's a whole lot going on there. So when did Dan Mullen get to Florida? One more time. What year? Uh, this is three, I believe. So 2018. 2018, probably, or 2019 is one of those two years. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I've been looking back at the ESPN recruiting since 2018. One five-star recruit uh, since then, and then none are really lined up even considering, according to the ESPN stats right now for even 2022 so you know that point to recruiting may be a bigger issue than even i realized um yeah it's a huge problem so what does he do then if he's not a good recruiter if he doesn't have somebody on his staff currently does he hire somebody specifically for recruiting somebody else right now he's fired people to -hmm. make those moves yeah to save his job he probably has to hire somebody at this point right yeah you hire ed orgeron yesterday Um, I know you probably can't physically do that because it was yesterday. But you hire Ed Orgeron immediately. Dude's an incredible recruiter. Not a great X's and O's guy, but that's fine. He's a great recruiter. Now, here's the situation. According to 24-7 in 2022, the Gators are 23rd ranked class. That is a joke. They're the ninth class in the SEC. That is a bigger joke. Here's the problem. Out of your hard commits, I'm going to tell you what position they play. Quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, offensive tackle, and you finally come to a D lineman. That's going to be terrible for that Sanford game in 2022. (laughs) That's going to be a terrible look. And and I'll I'll keep going, by the way. Offensive tackle, which I'm fine with, by the way. Offensive tackle, offensive tackle, interior of the offensive line, kicker, athlete. There's three players that play defense. And by the way, there are three stars. And you think they're just going to magically fix it? Nah. Because Kirby, I haven't looked them up, but I'm sure Kirby and Nick are uh, a bit more balanced with uh, what's coming in and the level of player that's coming in. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. So that's that's what's on my mind. I've been thinking about it since the weekend. It's so frustrating that Anthony Richardson apparently is going to fix the defense. 
That's ridiculous. Hey, man, he went from QB to athlete, two-way player, dual threat, hey, offense and defense. I'm going to tell you right now, put him at cornerback. Put him at safety. Because guess what? Dudes couldn't stop Sanford that were out there. So maybe try something. It can't be worse, right? It can't be worse. By the way, Brent Martineau said today uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, you can catch that in the podcast, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. That's going to be in the hour three section. Yes, or I believe Austin asked, and me and Brent argued about it a little bit. Will the Gators win an SEC championship in the next three years? No. Absolutely not. That's how far they are behind Georgia. Brent thinks they could. I don't think they can. Brian, I thought you had some questions for me. I do have some questions for you, man. I feel like I can ask you on the other side of the break, or maybe not. I can't wait till Thursday. Now nah, we'll come back. Let's do it. I like the idea. We'll be right back here on ESPN 690. Here we go. Action Sports Jacks overtime. We got some some time. We got some questions to answer. Real quick, uh, shout out to Jonathan India, if you're familiar. Uh, former Florida Gator baseball player. Current Cincinnati Red. And as of about four minutes ago, 2021 National League Rookie of the Year. Very good player for the Florida Gators. Um, Struggled a bit in the minors early. Um, Started to figure it out and had a really good year this year, obviously, as he has just won the Rookie of the Year in the National League for the Cincinnati Reds. Hot off the presses. Boy, if you're not refreshing Twitter, you didn't know that happened until right now. Breaking news. That's actually literally what it's called, and I'm over here trying to make up other words for it. Breaking news. Jonathan India is the NL Rookie of the Year. We wait now for the... American League Rookie of the Year. Could it be Randy or Rosarena? I guess we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out before the end of overtime with me, Casey Kurtz, and my guy Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. And Brian, rumor has it you have some questions for me. Yeah, man. I would like to start or propose the start of a new segment. I call it Vague Headlines. Okay. I think in the future we should have a music bed with this. But this is where I'm going to ask right. you yeah. two questions where well, I'm going to I'm going to give you two vague headlines. Okay. You're going to choose which one you want to hear more about. Then I'm going to tell you the actual headline, give you a quick synopsis, 10 15 seconds, and then you tell me your thoughts. I may even ask you a question before you tell me your thoughts, okay? Let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Number 1. Number 1. Feels like the first time again or it's a family affair literally. Family affair literally, please. Might I add, one is a sporting topic, one is not a sporting a topic. One's not a sporting topic. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So still you want the same one. You still want, it's a family affair. You sure? Okay. All right. Uh-um. So, it's a family affair, literally, is a non-sporting headline. Okay. The actual headline is, I let my mom and sister share my hubby. So what? we have a, yep, yeah, you heard that right. Now let my mom and sister share my hubby. So we have a social media star, Brooke Macklin. Haven't heard of her. On, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I'm on most social media. I You're on TikTok? Yeah, I am. Wow. Hey, man. Uh, Brooke who? Brooke Macklin, M-A-K-L-I-N. Okay. And apparently she has uh, outlined her unusual family arrangement 
in a few viral posts, which you can check out yourself if you want to go to her TikTok account. Uh, but in one of the videos, she is with two women. She claims to be her mom and her sister. And then she says that they are partake in her hubby. She explains, this is my mom, and I let my hubby yeah. go with yep. a couple times a week. So, Casey, my question to you, how close is too close too when, close. when bonding with in-laws? <laughs> That's too close. That's way too close. I thought this was going to have something to do with Kim Kardashian. Okay. I'd be, I don't know why. I just kind of thought that's where we were going here. You're a fan. Well, I mean, you like Adele. I, well, I just kind of like assumed that maybe, because she's with Pete Davidson now, I kind of assumed that maybe Pete Davidson had dated one of the other Jenner, Kardashian. Um, anyway, not important. Uh, how close is too close? This is too close. Okay. Like, I'm thinking maybe I just want to see you on the holidays type. Mm-mm. That's kind of where I'm at. A couple times a week. Um, and especially not those activities. Um. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Might not check out TikTok, though. Not going to lie to you. Intrigued. Brooke Macklin. M-A-K-L-I-N. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, she's a pretty girl. All right. Uh, second of the two choices. Okay. I bet he got drug tested this week or riches to semi-rags an American dream. Uh, let's go. Let's go drug tested. All right. Actual headline of I bet he got drug tested this week. Texas Tech kicker Jonathan Garibay hit 62-yard yeah. walk-off field goal to beat Iowa State. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the video, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If not, go on YouTube or, or Twitter or anywhere, and you can see this kid with the whole club on his hand kick a game winner from the Iowa State 45-yard line with three seconds left in the fourth quarter. Um, my question, yeah. does the Texas Tech kicker get the Miles Jack Matthew Wright treatment? and get a random drug test at some point this week. Yeah, absolutely, because college kickers have been known to miss 20-yarders, let alone... Yeah, that was incredible, by the way. What a boot. Um, The only thing I can think of is, you know, I love me some Matthew Wright. Can we draft this guy? (laughs) Is he available? Is he a senior or a junior? I don't... He made a 62-yarder in college. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Already. Yeah, I'll take him. Wow. What do you think we can get, like a six? Six Six-round pick? Tax fans are We got like 18 of those. We have a ton of six-round picks. Definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that was awesome. Really cool. Um, it would have been less cool if he was playing anybody other than Iowa State since I picked them to <clears throat> win the national championship. But, um, yeah, it doesn't matter now. But, yeah, that was incredible. And, yeah, he got drug tested probably multiple times already. Probably Sunday. Monday. Yeah. yeah, probably Sunday morning. It probably happened. Okay, Casey, a final of the three. Sacrilegious birds or Karen squared? Uh, Karen squared. Karen squared. All right. Actual headline. Y'all both Karens. TikToker takes money out of tip jar after Duncan Worker refuses to remake his drink. Sparking debate. So it's a video again, another one on TikTok. This guy comes in, says that the lady made made his drink wrong. Mm -hmm. The worker refuses to remake the drink, mm-hmm. refuses to give a refund. They go back and forth. And then eventually he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take this tip. Now, he paid nearly $6 for his drink. There was only like a dollar and 20 cents in the tip jar. Okay. But the lady's like, give me back my money. And the video continues on there. The comment section was incredible. I'm sure. But one of the, the two that I liked the most was Starbucks would never. And one lady said... 
y'all both Karens, meaning the yeah. worker and the customer that came in. So my question to you, based mm -hmm. off of what I just told you, do you think that the guy was justified in taking the tips if he wasn't going to get his drink remade or a refund? No, I don't think you can steal the tips. I mean, those are the tips. You know what I'm saying? Um, what a... By the way, how much time do you spend on TikTok? Like, this is back to the two of three TikTok stories? Like, I know I picked them, but... Yeah, not, not, not a whole lot. I mean, not more than the average individual. Not like a 14-year-old, which I'm sure is on there, you know, hours a day. But where the news is, I go. Huh? That's what I do. That's, yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, that's that's a little much, taking the tip out of the tip jar. Not a big proponent of that. Although, let me tell you something about the, the establishment in which you're talking about. We won't say it again, just in case they ever want to sponsor this program. Go there a lot, okay? Like like this establishment. They make the coffee and whatnot. It starts with a, a D. I agree. Dub, double D, some would say. Oh. Um, well, I'm just trying to give the people context. Yeah, um, it is very shaky. Like, one time you'll go, like, you, you you go there one time on a Monday, tastes different than it did yesterday. Like, that's just how it works there. Like, I don't know why, but I'll tell you this. And Brett Martineau can attest. He goes there a lot, and that's Starbucks. You go to Starbucks, it tastes the same in Jacksonville, Florida, and Charleston, South Carolina, and New York. And Indianapolis, it always tastes the same. Mm. But, yeah, that's petty. So you don't agree? I don't agree. So he should have just walked out. He should have yeah. placed a complaint mm -hmm. with corporate. Yeah, don't steal the tip jar, man. People got to pay their bills. You know what I'm saying? You, If you had the money to pay $6 for a drink, you're obviously got money to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, that's fair. And, like, you know, people got to pay their bills. So, yeah, don't don't take the tip, tip jar, bro. That's whack. Okay, well, hey, Casey, that was vague headlines. Let me just say one thing. If you would have picked sacrilegious birds, I was going to give a shout-out, which I'm going to do right now, to the UNF women's Osprey team yeah, this it. weekend. It was a whole crime scene out there. Uh, Trinity Baptist College uh, went out there, which I found out it's in Jacksonville. So, you know, oh. my bad. I didn't realize you guys were in Jacksonville. Honest mistake. My fault. Um, but, hey, the final score, 126 to 31. Holy cow. 126 to 31, which was a, a team record. You better be. Yeah. Uh, they had 43 assists, which was also a team record. Um, a, a girl, a woman, a girl, a, whatever. Retta uh, Moore, 37 points. How about a player on the team? There we go. Wow. Man, please don't uh, cancel me. 37 points, um, which is also a team record. Um, and then also uh, uh, the one of the guards, uh, Ali Knights. Okay. 20 assists. Jeez. 20 assists. So, uh, which is also a record. And they were just good all the way around, man. It was just, it was so impressive. Like I said, it was, it was crazy to see. So shout out to um, the Lady Ospreys. Uh, you guys are, y'all are doing it. What, how about women's basketball right now, man, I in know. Jacksonville? Man, J.U. beating Minnesota uh, last week and uh, the women Ospreys. I can't wait to see those two match up in the A-Sun Conference uh, matchup. That's going to be great. No, you're right. And that's a good call, by the way. The UNF men have had a rough start. They're 0-3. They've had some tough games. Look, they're not, pay they're not playing no cupcakes like some other schools might be doing. They're at Arizona State tonight. Um, that game is going to get going at 9 o'clock. 
as they will look for their first win on the season at Arizona State. Uh, probably likely a tough place to play. Never been to Arizona State. I know it's wild there, though. I know Arizona it's State wild. is. Uh, yeah, you it's would wild. know. You it's would nice. know. That's right. It's nice. Um, so, yeah, they, are, they got a tough one tonight, but it is what it is. That's it for us. At six, I should say. Uh, all week, though, Austin Lane, Brett Martineau, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You can listen to them. I'll be there. I'll be pressing some buttons. You'll hear me interject from time to time. About 18 minutes away, Fox 30, Jags Report Live. It's going to be James Robinson, otherwise known as the best player on the Jaguars. He'll be joined by fearless leader Brett Martineau at Sneakers in Jack's Beach. Maybe you're on the way there right now listening to us. We appreciate that. Right here, though, 8 o'clock, you can hear that Monday Night Football. It's going to be the Rams in OBJ's debut. I just saw the video. He is out on the field warming up against the 49ers, who will be here next Sunday. So kind of a short week for the 49ers, especially with the trip all the way to Jacksonville. By the way, I got the Rams in that one. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, Rams. Rams for sure. Um, I need them to win for fantasy. Yeah, I need you to win too. So I need Jalen Ramsey. It, yeah, that's a tough name to say around here. I get it. I need two. And I need one of them going all the way back. I need Sacks. I need Debo Samuel to be locked up. Other than that, we're out of here. Have a good night. Jags Report Live, Fox 30. Come back for Monday Night Football. We'll talk to you tomorrow from 3 to 6. Me and Brian will talk to you on Thursday at 6. Have a good night. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.